Hi, this is Terry Dismore, and you're listening to the Quiz the Diz podcast. Terry brings years of experience in consulting, management, leadership, and life. In this podcast, Terry answers questions about these topics, bringing wisdom from a kingdom perspective. Our website is quizthediz.com. Now here's the Diz. Hey, it's good to have you back again. Good to be here with the Quiz the Diz podcast. Thank you for listening. I am the aforementioned Terry Dismore, and we've been talking the last few podcasts about 10 things we can agree on for America. Now, if you haven't heard all 10 of them, go back three or four podcasts. They're all in the list there. The first one we talked about was we are a sovereign nation. There are an awful lot of people in the world that want to tell other nations what to do. We are a nation on purpose. We have a purpose. We were determined to have that purpose in our Declaration of Independence and in our Constitution, that we have a purpose and that all men are created equal. That leads to the second one, that we are a nation of laws and not men. So anytime that you put man in superiority over the law, then you begin to get application of the law that's according to who you know, not what you've done. And uh, as... uh, Martin Luther King Jr. said, we need to be known for the content of our character, right? Not the color of our skin. Or, for that matter, the amount of money in our bank account. The third one is, our rights are protected by but not granted by the government. And we've kind of gotten that screwed up a lot in the last few years, where we think we have certain rights that were given to us by the government, which means that the government can take them away. And what we're saying is, no, that's not what the Constitution says. The Constitution and the Declaration of independence, both point toward natural law from nature's God that determines what rights we have. The fourth one, and the one we're going to get to this week, is citizens are the supreme inhabitants of this nation. I was doing some research for this uh, podcast today, and I I realized how little good, firm, well-documented, well-covered information there is about how many people have gotten into the country in the last uh, three and a half or four years. There have been a lot of people over the last 20 or 30 years that have, that have gotten in illegally. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's, kinda, it's a little hard to tell. I've looked in a lot of different places to see if I can find a number. But um, some people say that it's around 15 and a half million that are in the country illegally. That's um, the estimate in 2022 from the Federation for American Immigration Reform. It's uh, probably closer to 17 million now. That's just, again, an estimate. They can't really tell because not everybody do they see at the border. Not everybody gets in by being seen and let in and say, oh, I'm, I'm a refugee or I'm claiming asylum and, and gets in. So it's a huge amount. As a matter of fact, if you look at the estimated U.S. illegal alien population from 2010, in 2010 there were about 12 million. It dropped a little bit during the Obama years until about 2017, and then it started going up significantly. In the first year of the uh, Trump administration, we had about 14.3 million illegal aliens in the country. By the time Mr. Trump was out of office, there might have been 200,000 added to that. Well, we're seeing that many go across every month now. And uh, so the the rate since 2021 has gone from 14.5 to 16.8 million people. It costs us billions of dollars. Some have said that the net cost of illegal immigration since 2010 
is around $150 billion, which we don't have. We're going to get to that, and our government should live within its means. That's our next one, and we'll talk about that next week. As a matter of fact, since January of 2021, since the inauguration of our current president, there has not been a month that we've had less than 100,000 monthly Southwest land border apprehensions. Now, that means that they actually got them. That doesn't mean they didn't let them come into the country. The way that things happen now is if somebody says, I'm claiming asylum, we do what is called a release, and they have a report, to, they have an order to uh, uh, report used to be, uh, I think they called it an order to appear, is that right? Notice to appear. And so you have to appear at a certain time. They let you in the country, you have to appear. Well, what happens if you don't? Nothing. I mean, I'm sure there are things that are supposed to happen, but is there anything really happening? You've got people out there and cities out there now that are like, oh, well, you know, we don't care, we're sanctuary cities. The interesting thing that has happened on that note about the sanctuary cities like San Francisco, Chicago, New York, and others, is that they're all going, wait a minute, we can't take all these people. Well, duh, that's what we're trying to say as a nation. But, well, it's racist if we say that. That's not racist. It's the way we feel. We are a nation. We're a a nation. uh, People that have come into this nation, as a matter of fact, our number of foreign-born people in this country now is lower than it was 100 years ago. Foreign-born people 100 years ago was about 20% of the nation. uh, It's somewhere between 15 and 20% of the nation, and now it's not. It's significantly lower than that. I don't have the number right in front of me, but I think it's about 14%. Still a lot, but that... and, And listen, we talk about this all the time as a conservative. People are like, well, you don't like immigrants. Now, listen, I didn't say that. As a matter of fact, most uh, I know a lot of people that are immigrants. I don't mind immigration. What I'm saying is you need to come into the country legally. There's a reason that it was set up legally, and there's a reason that we say to our opposition, listen, we want people to come in, but we want them to come in legally. We want it to set up legally. Well, then I start looking, and, and I told you I did some research on this this podcast, of the number of types of visas there are to get in, I can't even begin to tell you how many types there are. They're type 1, type 1A, 1B, F. I mean, they're probably, I don't know, I, I didn't count them, but I'm, I'm sure there's 10 or 15 different kinds of visas that there are to get into this country. No wonder it's confusing. And I think that's on purpose. I think it's confusing on purpose, so it turns people like me and you off. I don't have time to fiddle with that. They're not wrong. We don't have time to fiddle with it. But it's like we've got to do something about it. And then you get, um, you know, there was immigration reform that was done in the 1980s with President Reagan, and yet nothing really happened except it's continued to go up. And illegal immigration has continued to go up. I don't understand, as a citizen of this country, why our leaders are allowing this to happen. Now, I understand There are some reasons that I've been given. One is, well, we want to be compassionate to those coming in from out of the country. Absolutely, we want to be compassionate. But there's a difference between compassion and just kind of washing your hands of the whole thing thing and saying, come on in. I can tell you right now that if I decided to fly to, let's say, uh, Greece, I just wanted to fly to Greece, I can't get in if I don't have a visa. I can't get in if I don't have a passport. Can't get in there. They're not going to let me in. Here it's like, well, come on in, and if you're claiming asylum, um, why don't you just go on into the country, and then we're going to give you a date that you need to appear in court. Well, it just doesn't work. 
people, hey, let me tell you a little secret. Come a little closer. Here's a little secret. People don't do what you want them to do if it's not in their best interest. They're just not going to do it. Most people. I mean, it's like collecting taxes. Most people pay and should the least amount of taxes that they can. I'm not saying that they do something immoral. I'm saying that they pay the least amount of taxes that they can. Well, these folks that are coming into our country claiming asylum, they're going to come in anyway. They, they want to get in anyway, and they're not going to do They're already not doing what they're told when they come in. So what makes you think they're going to follow some other law? I mean, it's just that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Well, on the first day of uh, President Biden's administration, he sent an immigration bill to Congress that included amnesty, and he said that he would give illegal aliens a path to citizenship. I don't know what you do with all of them now. There's there's a talk there's talk right now from uh, some of the presidential candidates, specifically President Trump, that he would just deport a bunch of people, mass deportations. Well, we're beginning to see in Europe why that might be a good idea. It's because people that come to this country illegally aren't coming here with the best interests of our country at heart. Whereas people that have come here legally, all the people that have come here to work and study and have stayed and have become American citizens, there are thousands and thousands of those, millions of those. That That's great. I think that's a great thing. Well, they come with the best interests of the country and themselves at heart. I don't mind that. I really don't. But there are people that say, well, if you don't want all immigration, you don't want any. And it's not true. Those are You're putting words in our mouths then. We're saying... If we have a system and if we have laws that are to be upheld as far as immigration goes, then we need to abide by those laws for everyone that comes to the border. And what you're seeing is the word gets around, is that we're seeing an awful lot of uh, military-aged young men coming into the country. Well, again, maybe that's what all of them are, but don't they have families? Aren't, don't, don't they have children? Don't they have wives? Well, some probably do, and then bring them with them. Well, what are they going to do? They're going to get here. They're going to send for them. They're going to get in somehow. We're seeing a tremendous amount of illegal immigration being used to transport drugs into this country, whether it's fentanyl or uh, whatever else it might be, to get into this country. There's a reason for that, too, because I think our enemies, those that don't like us, those that are out there that don't like North Korea, China, um, the Soviet, well, not the Soviet Union, but Russia, that don't like us and don't like our way of life, they want to get every piece of information they can and every piece of damage they can into the country, legally or illegally, it doesn't matter to them. They just want information to come into the country. Now, you might ask yourself, well, why? Because they want to defeat us. This is something that I don't even understand anymore, is people are like, well, we don't have any enemies. Of course we do. You always have somebody that wants the stuff you have. You have neighbors that want your car. You have uh, you know, people around you that want the stuff that you have. Now, most of us see that and go, yeah, I want it, but I'm not going to come take it. But there are people that don't care. They're just like, nope, I'm going to go take it from you. And we see that all the time. We see people from time immemorial. We have fought over land. We have fought over resources like oil and water and coal and natural gas and all these resources that we've thought that we fought over and there's only been one country that i can think of that has jumped into a couple of world wars to preserve democracy and that's the united states 
I mean, England was preserving their democracy. I get that. But they were under constant attack from Germany. We were attacked on the periphery by Japan in a part of the, a part of the, our nation that wasn't part of our country at the time. Hawaii wasn't a state at that point. And yet we jumped into a world war to defend democracy, defend freedom. And now we're saying, well, just come on in. We don't care. Well, well of course we care. And I'm tired of t- people saying, well, why do you care about that? I care about it from a couple of standpoints. First of all, the reason that I care about it is because we are a nation of laws and not men, meaning we have laws that say this is who can come and this is who can't. That's what makes us a a nation. We have certain things that we believe and that we stand by. That's what makes us a nation. If you want to come in and immigrate to our country and abide by those rules and laws, come on in. Don't have a problem with it. But if you're going to come in and try to cheat the system one way or the other, I don't care whether it's getting welfare or it's um, uh, trying to do damage to our country through terrorist activity or just do damage to our country by not working, not being a productive citizen, then I have a problem with that. And I don't want you here. And I don't want anybody else here that's like that. I don't care what color you are. You can be from Norway or you can be from Zimbabwe. I don't care what your what your activity is i think that and believe fully that there are people that mean to do the united states harm and they're using this laxity this um, ease to be able to get evil into our country which we want to keep out and yet we're saying well you know nothing we can do yes there is stop letting people come in i don't understand it i really don't although i've had you know talk for 15 minutes about what we ought to do about it. So citizens are the supreme inhabitants of this nation. I do not believe, and this is in this is the way I'd like to wrap this up, is that if you're a citizen, you have certain rights and responsibilities. Those rights and responsibilities are, as a citizen, you have the right to vote. You have the responsibility to pay taxes. You have the responsibility for your community as a citizen. As a non-citizen, we're beginning to grant non-citizens those rights as well and it makes them worthless to a citizen so if i've got somebody that can get the same benefits that i can that can vote like i can and that has no citizenship responsibility to the country what good is citizenship i think we've got to keep our eye on the fact that citizenship means something and it has since greek times greek citizens uh, roman citizens we hear that all the time even paul talked about it in the bible when he was about to be flogged and he says hey is it legal for you to flog a roman citizen and the centurion had to stop and, and ask forgiveness for it because he wasn't allowed to do that so what are the some of the things that you as a citizen can't do but an illegal immigrant can uh, there's quite a bit apparently and i don't like it i don't think we should let Anybody that's not a citizen of the United States vote. I really don't. Not in our federal election, not in local elections, and you're beginning to see that. And I think it can lead, if not to the downfall of the country, at least to people getting in office that don't have the best interests of the country or upholding the Constitution at heart. Well, that is number four of the ten things that we can agree on for America. Next week, we're going to talk about the budget. Woohoo! That's going to be exciting. <clears throat> He said, (laughs) our website is at quizthediz.com. 
I look forward to hearing your questions and your comments at that website, or you can email me at terry at quizthatis.com. Would you take a moment and rate our podcast where you get it? Let your friends know about it. That helps with the algorithm. That helps more people listen. And remember, God has a plan for your life and your nation, and we're here to help you find it. The Quiz That Is podcast is produced by Prosper Leadership. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe and let your friends know about Quiz That Is.